0: Welcome to the Bayou City Soccer Podcast. Whether inside or outside the loop, we are talking everything soccer in Houston. Y'all ready? Let's get it. Houston, welcome to another episode of the Bayou City Soccer Podcast. This time is the 2024 edition, man. We're back. We took a nice little break uh, to kind of, I guess, enjoy December. Or whatever that was, whether it be all the holidays or whether it be uh working a lot of whatever it was, man, for us. But tonight is just me and Christian putalia. So what's up, Chris? How you doing, man?
1: Hey, how's it going? How's it going, everybody? Good man. How, how you been? How's how's life treating you?
0: I mean, life has been good so far. I was able to enjoy. You know what I've been doing lately? I've been watching a little bit of EPL, trying to catch a little bit of EPL. For real. Um, I think the last time that we recorded. That weekend, I ended up going to catch Aston Villa. Out of all teams, I went to uh, the F- Phoenix out on Westheimer. Caught the Aston Villa versus Arsenal, and Aston Villa won. So I gave them good yeah, luck then. Good and then uh, me and you ended up catching that game too, of Aston Villa. But man, you ended up winning. Yeah. He, he, he man, you brought that three two. Man, it was it was pretty crazy that they were able to do that turnaround. Um, and, uh, and actually this morning today, uh, we're recording Monday night, but I, I went and, uh, watched watch, um, the Liverpool game with Rodrigo at his in-laws house. So been trying nice. to watch a little bit more EPO and not just necessarily just crawling past it. Um, and I was telling Rodrigo, actually, I was like, man, it kind of make it, I'm tempted to go back and actually support West Ham. Like I wanted to originally since, since 2017, I, I was looking for a new team um manu was like the team that i followed in the apl but it was really because of my friends like everybody when i played high school soccer everybody wanted to shut up about manu and how they're great and cristiano ronaldo and i never liked ronaldo so whenever i got into it he had just moved to uh real madrid and uh i don't know i did watch him i, I enjoyed it. i had a couple of jerseys i i, I definitely did called myself a supporter but i wasn't really attached and i know that's something you talked about in your podcast before um just the fact that like you kind of feel like you're you're not doing a real it's, it's an injustice that you're doing to call yourself a supporter of a team that you hardly watch any games but um especially with the bayou city guys you know they all have a epl team Makes it interesting. So maybe starting, and I'm not gonna wait till next season. Starting this year, I'll try to watch a little bit of um, some EPL games, especially again West Ham. And I think they play tomorrow, actually. So maybe I'll catch that game tomorrow. And um, and and my the reason why I picked West Ham, you know, before people are like, you know, why didn't you pick Man City or something? No, no, yeah. dude, that's that's a watch. No, but I I think I, I like the West Ham story. The you the know West obviously. West Ham story? Yeah, I love the West. I'm sorry, man. You know, Maria, Maria, Maria somewhere out there. <laughs> um, but uh there's been a, quite a few uh Mexican players that played there too. So Chicharito was one of them whenever I started or when I decided to follow them. But you had Pablo Barrera who uh played there too. You had guille Franco who's really born in in Argentina, but played for Mexico, one of those guys. And obviously, right now you have Edson. Alvarez is one of the best players, I would say, for the Mexican national team right now. He's the one that Tata decided to not play against Argentina. Like, you of know, it's, it's one of those. <laughs> so uh so no, that that's kind of my, my you know my thought on that. And I did follow the uh, the hammers, the Bayou. I think they're Bayou City Hammers. So I think there's a supporter group here. So, anyways, that that's kind of where I hear. But can you hear me?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I can good. Hear you fine. All yeah. right.
0: Not I started not hearing myself, so I freaked out a little bit. I thought my mic had died, but, anyways, man, that, that's what I've been up to and enjoying the holidays. But man, how was your Christmas, man? You had a lot of empanadas. What what what's the typical, uh, I guess, festivities so, in in Putalías yeah. land, man?
1: Well, I mean, it's weird because you know in Argentina it's usually summer whenever it's Christmas, so like it's mostly like asado, like outside food in a way. Uh, most parties are are gonna be outside of your house because. You know, if you have all the family over, like you can't fit in the tiny homes that usually people have. So it's usually tables outside, you know, asado and panas and like salads and just like different stuff. Right. But this year I actually went to my to my like wife's side of the family and they're Chilean. But we also had asado. So it it wasn't mm, that much go. different off. Uh, no, but I mean, it was fun. You know, it's nowadays it's kind of mostly for the kids in a way, you know, yeah, for sure. especially since they're little you know it's the whole gifts what did
0: uh toys. what did Santa Claus I was like dude don't don't say Santa Claus got the gifts I'm the fat guy that brings the gifts <laughs> yeah. you know like but uh what did what did you get the kids or what what did you surprise them with this year so
1: they got a they, I mean these kids they got a bunch of stuff honestly I was like wait like how much how much money are we spending in these children cuz this is not this is not in the budget But uh, we got like a collective toy, not a toy, but it's one of these Nintendo Switches or whatever. Sure. So it's kind of like a a community uh, (laughs) game for everybody. So, you know, we all take turns and stuff like that to kind of play in that thing. Uh, But no, everybody got like different types of toys. Like the girls, they're really into Barbie now. Right. So they got a bunch of like Barbies and, you know, a little hair salon and, you know, this and that and just kind of like those type of things. My my son, the oldest one, he he he's kind of nerdy, so we got him a bunch of like well, uh, where's Walter books? Oh nice. Well, yeah. I didn't get to him, but you know his <laughs> the in laws got it for him, and uh, just like a bunch of books and you know a bunch of like Legos or like science stuff. Uh, he really he he loves that stuff. Um, so he got a bunch of a bunch of that stuff, and then the little one I actually. He's he's kind of more the sporty one. He and he's only a year and a half, so he had a he had a bunch of like balls, like footballs, mm. basketballs, soccer balls. So he's been kicking around the ball, which is, which is pretty exciting, you know, because sure. you you know you're like whoa, like. And then then he's a, how he's old did your
0: how old did your older one?
1: My older one, he is five.
0: You already gave up on him. Like, so he's like, yeah well, Because
1: he, he, he never, like, you know, every now and then he'll sit there and, like, watch a game with me. But he gets yeah. really bored. Sure. He'll rather, you know, go read a book or, like, talk about maps, which is something that I really love and enjoy. Yeah. So me and I, we actually got him a little globe. It's oh, like, nice. Kind of like the one that I have here. Yeah. Uh, so we, we play games like, you know, I give him a, a country and then he has to find it. And then, you know, we kind of take turns doing stuff like that. And uh, he got a whole like at- atlas book, atlas yeah. book from National Geographic with like flags and maps, and you know we kind of go over that like a million times. Uh, and then the like, but you know the little one, he got me hyped because he got the soccer ball, and he's been kicking the ball around the house. And he's only, you know, he's barely kind of learning how to walk already. Yeah. He's already kicking the ball, so it's it's pretty. And he's a lefty. So that's good, uh, man.
0: There's something about lefties <laughs> for sure, bro. Yeah,
1: there's something special. Right? Yeah,
0: no, it's a, same here, man. I really didn't. I think if I got a dollar or what is it, a $50 bill, I think that was that was as much as I got for my own gift that someone gave me. But uh, yeah. the kids got so much stuff. I mean, we, it, it's funny because I, I don't give them anything. And I know that sounds like, oh my God, that's awful. You're awful. That no, I don't. In the sense of, I know they're always going to get toys. So what I did yeah. this time. I uh, I actually got my daughter like I took her out and she bought something for my son, and then I took out my son and oh, got nice. something for her. So in a way, obviously, it's my money type of thing. So I bought the, yeah. game, but <laughs> but it was it was good because they, they were able to kind of like see the reaction of like, hey, you know, she bought you this type of thing. So yeah. it was kind She's of confused. and it was it was something little. I think for my son, pick something like uh, Frozen action figures for my daughter and then my daughter picked like uh optimus prime and you know it's one of those that i i steer her to especially her because she didn't know what the hell to grab them yeah. like she she's too little so she didn't understand And my son got it he was like okay i think i know she'll like this but um uh, but yeah just get get something that they can enjoy and uh i haven't seen any of them so i'm sure they already lost them you know <laughs> a weekend of so who knows at this point, but you know, it, it's, it's at least for, for a one day thing for them. So, for a, yeah. Um, yeah. Well, and you know, let's, let's go into soccer, but Hey, um, right. let's uh, first of all, a uh, big shout out to our friends at ugly guppy. that have been hooking us up with really nice gear for us here at Bayou city soccer. And we're hoping to maybe have a shirt or two uh, for you guys, you know, the fans, the listeners to get, get yourself some gear. Um, and, and, Apart from just being a Bi-City Soccer related gear, man, give them a, you know, reach out to them if you're looking for, you know, maybe making shirts for whatever event you have coming up or promotion stickers, you know, go and check out their website. Um, Carlos is the owner. He's a really cool guy. He'll get you hooked uh, or hook you up with whatever uh, you're looking for. Um, so yeah, reach out to them, ugly guppy, uh great people, man. And and apart from the sponsors, man, we're we are still, you know, we we're taking in sponsors, of course. So if you have a business or anything that you want to promote and uh use uh what we have, you know, in our website to kind of show um your product, your business, reach out to us. Uh we're more than welcome, and we're still looking for a bar uh seven avenue uh used to be where we hanged out uh not necessarily out of the picture yet it's a little further away but we're still looking for uh maybe a, a, another one that we can go and have some watch parties whether it be dynamo or epl related man so i'm excited to kind of get that going
1: and let me let me join in if you you know if you're looking to to become a sponsor just to let you know that by city soccer articles you know they're popping up. I don't know if you guys are familiar with Footmob, which is one of the best, you know, soccer apps that everybody has. Um so basically whenever you look information about the Houston Dynamo or the Houston Dash, we pop up on Footmob and also if you do a Google search on the Houston Dynamo or Houston Dash Houston Dynamo dos, uh you're going to see a lot of, you know, Bayou City Soccer popping up. So we are front and center covering the team, but not only that, but we do get a you know a good amount of traffic when it comes to we do. anything related news and stuff like that. So you know if you're looking for something like that that could interest you know your 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 needs for for your business, just know that we are we're doing the best we can to kind of put you know the name of Bayou City Soccer out there and everybody that supports us as well.
0: Yeah, for sure. So of course, man, come join the community. We want to take as many listeners and followers for value city soccer. But at the end of the day, it's everything uh, to keep people updated with all the news happening around uh, just soccer in Houston in general, because 2024, man, we got the dynamo, we got the dash dynamo two to cover. We got Copa America, which will be there for sure. You already know it. And uh, the women's gold cup starting in about a month. So uh, we'll be on that one too, covering that one and anything in between of course, and the bold league and any, you know, things that pop up in the city. We'll try our best to cover it. Uh, we have a little bit of pretty good manpower if we can make it out to stuff. So, uh, you know, we'll, we'll try to get that cover. Um, Christian men, um, excited. 2024 should bring a lot of good stuff, you know, God willing. Um, the podcast, yeah, the podcast itself, um, Obviously, not this weekend. Since it's just me and Christian. But plan to have a guest in every single episode. We'll try to do a weekly episode uh, to basically drop on Tuesdays. So we'll record um, Monday nights, drop the episode on Tuesday mornings or, you know, Tuesday sometime on Tuesday. And uh, once a month, we'll have a live one. So we're hoping to uh, have a live episode um, I would say at the end of each month uh, I need to figure out exactly when but that one would should be a good one uh, we'll have Dustin Richardson join us Joy uh, Mani, probably Rodrigo of course Rodrigo we're not leaving Rodrigo out he's busy still trying to get uh, <laughs> yeah. his gotcha uh, to sleep. bedtime routine happening and stuff so uh, he'll be back so if you miss Rodrigo which who doesn't miss Rodrigo That that dude he's funny and he has a lot of insight so he uh, does. We'll we'll have him back for sure. And we'll have Crossing Soccer Borders. We'll be back, Christian. What? So, so we'll have uh, Crossing Soccer Borders here in the feed. That one, uh, I believe Joey for sure is ho- hosting that one. Maybe Manny is going to be the co-host or Rotating. We may have a rotating co-host, so I'll make an appearance there every now and then. But, yep, yeah, Crossing Soccer Borders should be back kind of giving you updates on CONCACAF and their players, whether, you know, maybe Americans and Mexican players playing abroad, how they're doing and some of the leasing in in Central America. So looking forward to that one. I know Joe is already hyped and he's already putting together kind of what he wants to do for episode one. So we'll try to have that every two weeks. I believe that's kind of where he decided unless he, Wants to do it every week, so which is fine. So not a big deal. And of course, you'll find this podcast in you know pretty much anywhere you listen, so Spotify or Apple Podcasts. So make sure to follow, subscribe, like, rate. You know, give us a five star if you love the show. I would say highly suggest not to give us a one star. But hell, if you don't like us, go for it. It (laughs) Does it doesn't really bother us. People are always gonna say you know negative stuff, so unbothered man don't, don't let it bother us but um and i guess the last housekeeping oh yeah yeah and all the podcasts will be as well on the youtube channel so you know if you're a youtube person if you're a visual visual person uh which is funny dude i can never uh going back to youtube i i used to watch like clips of especially soccer like just sit there and watch millions million of youtube videos i can't do that anymore like i can never go into youtube it's so odd now like i never go into youtube
1: Never. I, no, I, I consume a lot of YouTube.
0: Yeah, I I don't know why. And I'm not saying that YouTube is bad because like if I need something, like if I need to do something and I'm like, how do you do this? So I have to go to YouTube and figure it out. But just sit there and watch it. Never like it's rare. It's weird. I used to just sit there and watch like ad videos or something stupid like that, you know, <laughs> people getting hurt. But I guess Instagram has it, too, man. But uh, yeah. Eight, OK. Talking about lefties, you know, we'll go ahead and kick with the dash. You said lefties. I have a little girl. She's fantastic with her left foot, man. So I'm excited as well. She gets really into soccer. She's a little shy, so hopefully she breaks out of that and, you know, actually wants to play and get involved in uh, kicking the ball for fun. Uh, But she's a lefty, and I'm like, there we go, man. We got got us a lefty, you know. Got him in the bag. And with that, you know. Let's start with the Dash. Maria Sanchez, man. Lucky lefty. Only lefty, basically. Uh, she doesn't really have a right foot, but she got signed for a very good contract for her, right? I think they mentioned it was like the she's the most expensive player making like one point five million for like a three year uh contract. So she's with the Houston Dash all the way to twenty twenty-six and with a option for 2027 so the bombie is here to stay so maria sanchez big deal for the dash um out of i guess all the, the the bad things that were happening last season she was probably one of the brighter stars so she has a lot of um i uh, mean she's super technical with the ball i think she's, she's probably one of the flashiest women soccer players out there like not even close. I don't think there's anybody close to her. How, like and, the skills
1: and, it she has. And, and it doesn't seem like she does it like, like on purpose. It just kind of comes out like, you know, she's not trying to be flashy. That's just the way that she plays, you know, like, by, like little yeah. know, taquitos and yeah, stuff like Yeah, she just like,
0: weaves through people, gives like yeah. nice little hill passes. Obviously, when, again, her left foot, man, is one of the best out there. Uh, super technical. She can shoot from a, from far. She can do really good crosses. And again, a meg or two didn't hurt anybody when you're looking at soccer, man. It is like, ooh, yeah. she got you. Ah, you know, it's sure. one of those.
1: She <laughs> sure reminds me of, of Leon Bailey.
0: Yeah, I can see that. I, if anything, right? you know who I was going to say? I was going to say Di Maria. I think she's more like a Di Maria. You know what I mean? Like, I watch her that. next time. I think she plays the like like Di Maria. Definitely not as fast as Di Maria, Di Maria's pacey. But whenever it comes to doing the moves, I, I see her and I'm like, dang, that's Di Maria right there. You know, like um so it's tricks. great, great to see her back. Uh hopefully they built around. There's not a ton of signings that had to happen for the Houston Dash. Uh they did acquire Belle uh Breed uh from she came from San Diego. And I believe she's a defender, or they could play midfield. So they're slowly adding to pieces, pieces, but it really wasn't happening because they had no coach at the time. So now, uh, last week they brought in Fran Alonso for an early Christmas press in um, uh-huh. for the Houston that da- Dynam- Houston Dash fans, and uh, yeah, so he's the next head coach. So. Um, not necessarily sure how long he'll be here or how long his contract is, but hey, just get started with a coach, man. They've just been so lucky. You know, Sam Leahy, Sarah Lodom, Clarkson, what is it, Juan Carlos Amoros? Like, that's only been like a year worth of coaches. So it's pretty that's crazy cool. that, you know, hopefully Fran Alonso, the Spaniard, who's had a lot of success in scotland uh with celtic so that you know seems like he won a couple i guess important championships for them so he has you know he wants to win he wants to prove himself it's funny because i guess uh you know when when uh they were i is celtic did like an exit interview on youtube which is kind of cool you know because obviously he left in good terms when he was coming to houston and uh everybody talks about how the end of is just like this, one of the best leagues in the world. And I can see why, uh, because there's a lot of us women, national team players here. And that's, you know, top players out there in the world per se. So I could see why it's considered one of them. Now, when I go to a dash game, I don't necessarily see it, (laughs) but I want I want that. I want to see what he can produce, especially with the, uh, coming from a, a, a lower league that he even mentioned, you know, the, the Scottish league is not even close to what NWSL is. So hopefully, you know, him being a successful in th- that type of league can help him, uh, build the Houston dash and kind of bring it back to not to a glory days. Cause it hasn't been really any glory days for the dash, but you know, two years ago in 2020, three years ago, um, we were seeing kind of like the upside, you know, the climb. It looked like they were yeah. finally getting out of it, and out of nowhere, it just went back to crap. Basically, you know, and and it started even though they made the playoffs two years ago. At this point, um, it just it just didn't really build anything. And you know, you whenever you make the playoffs, kind of like the Dynamo did, finally, you know, after forever, you don't want to not make it or get close to making it again kind of you want to keep building and so the dash necessarily literally laid an egg on that just by not being able to qualify again and and firing coach again after not even being there a year so um hopefully this is it for this new takeover that we see some success because there's some intriguing pieces we mentioned maria sanchez to build around her we are diana ordonez you know the the big goal scorer they brought in that really couldn't find the back of the net in twenty twenty three. So there's some pieces there. So we'll see we'll see where that takes us, Christian. Um, yeah. you want to add anything? If not, I'm gonna jump right into the Dynamo, bro.
1: Let's do it.
0: You're good. All right, Dynamo man. So the last time we recorded, uh, Griffin Dorsey had not signed yet. Christian, your thoughts on that, man? Your thoughts on signing Dorsey? And I will say though, you got it right, right? You mentioned how you would sign him for two years, give him an option, and that's exactly what we got.
1: Yeah, I mean that. I mean that's it, right? Give him two years. Uh, obviously, he earned the contract. Uh, everybody saw the heck of a season he had. He had to work. He had to earn his way up to that contract. And you know, starting with League's Cup, he suddenly changed the face of the whole squad. And, you know, he was one of those persons that kind of helped make that full change into what you know the competitive team we were on the second half of the of the season which is funny because usually the second half of seasons that's where we tend to go down we usually start strong and kind of end up bad but I think we picked up you know going to the second half and and he was one of the pivotal you know players you know key players on that right side to kind of help us you know do that pivot to the right side of things so Earning a contract two years in. Honestly, I don't think he's going to be here two years. Um, My guess, my feeling is that he's going to have a really good year next year. This 20 or I guess this year, 2024, and maybe possibly jump into somewhere else. Maybe a, you know, quote unquote, better MLS team or who knows, maybe a lower league uh, or, you know, mid table, you know, low table Somewhere in European competition. I mean, the kid, he's, I think he's built for those, you know, German teams, those maybe Italian teams. I don't see EPO in his future. I don't see a lot of, you know, La Liga in his future, but I see, I can see some German in him, you know, and, or maybe, you know, the Netherlands or, you know, something weird, yeah. you know, in those, in that realm, you know, of, yeah. Kind of second what those? tier European. Like a
0: physical league. That's you know, yeah, yeah, exactly. A lot of the kid, running.
1: The kid's physical, you know? Yeah, for
0: sure. For um, sure.
1: So, I mean, if you can get a good, you know, a good payday out of him and, you know, for him to build his career, I think it would be great. It would benefit both teams, obviously. I would, I would hope for him to stay here forever. But, you know, at, you want to see your players grow and move on, uh, you know, if you're able to replace them with a better player. Right. Um, so... I'm I'm happy that you know Dorsey has become a fan favorite. He was one of my favorites before people started, you know, right. talking about him. So I'm just glad that people were able to see what I was seeing in a way, you know? And I was right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I agree, man. I think uh most of us uh most of us being like you, me, Joey, we kind of saw flashes uh that the guy could be good, man. When he arrived from, you know, Todd Ramos signing him. First of all, my joke was like, "Who the hell's that guy?" You know, yeah. they don't even know him at his house, basically. Yeah, and I mean, uh, it's true. But then, but then you actually you kind of sit back, you know, take a little step back, and read a little bit of you know his story, being uh, a generation Adidas player, being um, huge, drafted pretty high by Tor, or actually not, I don't know if high, but he, being drafted by Toronto FC. Uh, I was, he came when, when they have won a lot of stuff. They were kind of already on the spiral down, and he just couldn't prove himself. And yeah. clearly they didn't really think that he was a good enough winger for the league, and they didn't really take a chance with him playing it as a fullback. And again, Todd Ramos brings him in, starts putting him as a fullback, and you're like, oh, this guy, you know, he's good. You know, mm-hmm. we you, you wanted him to be he definitely wasn't defend first and he attacked lacked, you know, sometimes. And so it was finally getting a mix of it, being able to like, okay, you know, you, you can defend, you can come back, tra- you know, track back, be the defender or the attacker at that point. And also just seeing him flourish whenever he got up the field. And uh, I remember when we were able to talk to him last year, um, he mentioned that, as soon as he was close to the to the, you know, penalty box, that he loved it. He, it was just like it just hyped him up. It just got him really excited. And he knew he just the attacking part of the game, it's his favorite. And he scores some bangers, man. I mean, especially scoring in a big game like the US Open Cup, it's crazy. You know, like you easily he became a fan favorite a forever orange for the team, you know, just because of that game alone. Even though he had already put, you know, good performances before and a, some good performances after. But that just cemented, you know, the fan favorite. And it's funny because you look back and I don't know. He he got um, uh, going to the player awards. The fans name him like the fan favorite. And that swing, Christian, from him or Mbasi just – Bossy looked like he was it. You know, he was everyone's yeah. favorite. And then out of nowhere, Dorsey just took over, man. It's, it's crazy. It's crazy, dude, um, that that was the case. And, and going into, uh, moving a little past that, just going into the uh, the wars themselves. Uh, obviously, I mean, Bossy gets a golden booth because he had 15 goals in all competition. Steve Clark is named Defender of the Year. Arthur is the Newcomer of the Year. Nelson Quinones gets the Young Player of the Year, and again the fan favorite being Griffin Dorsey. So it's pretty crazy. Oh, and of course Hector Herrera being named the MVP and the Players Player of the Year. So it it it, it was just a fascinating year in 2023 for the Houston yeah. Dynamo.
1: Sure, great. I mean, great squad. When you like the players that you named, you know when, when they say like funny enough i was i was listening i saw a video this week and they were talking about chelsea and how chelsea you know nowadays is just kind of like flimsy and and the and the guy was like well that's because chelsea didn't have a you know it doesn't have a spine you know back in right. the day when you when chelsea was doing good is because they had four guys you know peter check uh lampard um steven gerrard no steven Gerrard's liverpool uh some <laughs> other guy and then yeah. drogba Right. Yeah. But he named he named four players uh, that were John, Terry, John Terry, there you go, that yeah. they were unmovable and they were in different positions. But you knew that they were like the figurehead of that position. Yeah. And you, no matter who you put around them, those players had to go up to that level of that player. And I think, you know, naming the players that you named, you know, you named Steve Clark in the back. You can even say uh, Shevchenko.
0: Yeah, yeah. He was one of them. Right? Yeah, he was good. Yeah.
1: I'm never going to say it. No, you, like you can
0: say it like that. <laughs> Everybody knows, man.
1: Uh, Arthur and Herrera. I mean, pillars, right? Pillars in that game. No strikers,
0: uh, right? No, no strikers, strikers that, which and is crazy, right? Yeah. That's... Yeah. That's kind of but, but you have
1: a good you have a good core group, which you know most of them were named in those in those awards. yeah and you know, if you get to build a full team around those guys, I think you know, I'm not saying we're gonna be unstoppable, but I mean it's it's gonna be hard to beat, you know it's a really good squad and I mean you saw it this year, and like you said, no strikers. imagine if we had actual people that could put the ball away, you know to give us more goals. you obviously need goals to win. so imagine, if we had more goals, you know, it, it could have been a lot better. So,
0: yeah, and uh, obviously to start the season, the, see, I mean, dude, the season—it's January first right now, Christian. The season Month. starts in like two months, bro. Man. Two months because it's February twenty, and so yeah, it's yeah. crazy. It's like right here. Within ten days. So the right, right, Dynamo kick off the season playing in the Champions Cup. So the twenty twenty four Cup Champions Cup. Obviously, they're in this tournament due to their win for the U.S. Open Cup Final against Inter-Miami. They'll be taking on St. Louis City. So a hard match on paper, you know, just because of how good St. Louis City was last year, even though they got knocked out in the first round of the playoffs. But they're not going to be an easy walk by any means. So they'll be starting February 20th. They'll be playing... In St. Louis, probably snowing, man. At this point, who knows? Yeah. But um, then they'll bring that back, um, at Shell Energy Stadium on Tuesday, February twenty-seven, nine thirty p.m. If you are gonna like not Ooh. want fans in your stadium, you put a fucking game at nine thirty p.m.
1: <laughs> on a Tuesday.
0: Good, good on a Tuesday. Good job, Kaf. <laughs> good job. But uh, hopefully a lot of people show up. I'm going to say not a lot of people are going to show up from right now. But uh, hopefully that is the case. Hopefully we get some people. Especially because the regular season started that weekend. So the 24th, you get a Saturday night game against Sporting Kansas City. And then a Tuesday, you play St. Louis City. You know what's
1: crazy or like it blows my mind? That... This competition is, like, the equivalent of, like, Copa Libertadores. Right. Or, the, or like, the actual Champions League. Yeah. And, like, people don't care. <laughs> you know? Or, or, you know, you're, like, you know, we, we think about, you know. It's, it's like, a people Tuesday care, but, night, yeah. Well,
0: it, it, but, yeah, well. But, yeah, because I was going to say, if you really think about it, even, like, the Champions League, they do play Tuesdays and Wednesdays. But it's, it's packed, te- though, because. Well, it's packed, but I was going to say it's technically, like, late games right because they yeah they is what like two or three o'clock like houston time yeah which yeah. is it's depending really, where they're yeah. at over there it's probably like eight or nine probably because yeah. they're to eight so anyways but it's not the same you know the level is not necessarily the <laughs> no, yeah, same but come on guys 9 30 p.m jesus yeah. christ i know i probably won't be there like this is because i have to work so that sucks that it has to be that late such a great game and I'm probably going to miss it live. So it, it's not fun, man. It's definitely not fun. But uh, I'll, those are the matchup. Yeah, like you'll be there. I'll the, be there because,
1: are... I mean, it's, inter- it's international soccer that you, know, Bro, you don't see often.
0: I agree. I agree. It's crazy. It, no, it should be a really it, fun it one. It will
1: be difficult, yeah.
0: It will be difficult. And I, I just hope that the Dynamo are able to – they have to go and not, and get, you know, either a draw. Like go for a draw over there in St. Louis. And then when you play home, you know, obviously you get wow. that win. So it'd be nice to see how far they go. Um, but yeah, no, it's exciting. It, it kind of sucks that you're playing an MLS team from the get go because there's so many MLS teams in the tournament just because Liga Mekis basically didn't really care for league's cup the first time around. And yeah. there's so many MLS teams here. So chances of an MLS team winning this cup are pretty high. Pretty high. For a back back to back titles, um, so man, that that could be the case. But I mean, who would not like to play like first round like a team from Honduras or El Salvador or Haiti or anywhere you know other than the St. Louis City, one of the hardest <laughs> teams of the MLS season. So, anyways, I, I it should be still pretty exciting. Hopefully, you know you you know
1: it's you know crazy though. Well, I mean, it's funny, but. Like, St. Louis is pretty far away. So, like, in any other part of the world, St. Louis could have been in a whole different league, like, in a whole different country. But, obviously, this country is so big that, <laughs> right. you know, it's insane. Yeah.
0: No kidding. And then, <clears throat> sorry, just going into the Super Draft, the Super Draft also happened, you know, a couple of days, I guess, or a week after our last recording. Um, The Dynamo were able to pick two players, uh, one of them being a generation Adidas player, a freshman who scored a ton of goals playing for the University of Virginia, Stephen Anner Giafi, uh, with the 26 overall pick. That's pretty crazy, man. When a generation Adidas player goes that low, dude, that that's you could get yourself a you know, basically like a gym down there so yeah. little di- not even a diamond in the rough like that that just like bro that someone dropped this diamond and nobody picked it up type of thing you know like so hopefully <laughs> yeah. that is the case especially with the dynamo really needing a striker um we know they picked up thor a couple years ago kind of in a similar He's also gin- yeah
1: Gen- but yeah Gen- but Gen- he right? got picked in fourth
0: overall so you know you yeah. you go from a fourth to a 26 it's crazy and obviously thor i believe was a junior I believe, and this guy being a freshman, so obviously, young guy, hopefully he can do something. And then from Clemson University, they pick up senior uh, midfielder Usman Sila with the number 55th overall pick. So it's one of those that you don't know. You know, this this draft, a lot of players don't pan out. But again, especially the striker, he has a good chance of you know breaking into the first team just because of the lack of talent right now in yeah. the striker position, and whether we see them with Dynamo two or Dynamo, um, it's likely probably Dynamo two just from how many players we've seen say their goodbyes. Um, the, the the front office really haven't put anything out, so. Luckily, I was able to, that last interview, if you haven't already, we talked to um, Asher Mendelssohn about, you know, kind of like the, the state of the team and how he felt building it up. But one thing that we we asked was about Dynamo 2. And Kenny Bundy will remain the coach, at least as of right now, unless he gets picked up by somebody. Um, but he, Asher did mention that, that core that we saw for two years is pretty much gone. So, should be a new team altogether, man.
1: No, let me say this because I was gonna say, you know who's happy about these two guys, Kenny Bundy, most likely, right? Because right. Let's be honest; they're probably gonna jump into his to his team first. Uh, you know, have to prove themselves there, and then you know, eventually, if they do make it their way up, they they will through there. Uh, but I just want to say, open invitation to Kenny Bundy. We really want you to be on the show, Uh, you know. We even though, you know, the press conferences, let's be honest, is usually just us, and just you us, know, we we get to talk to you all the time. But it would be cool, you know. I don't know if he listens or not, but you know, this is this is just uh kind of for him. But hey, if you I'll, are I'll just, listening,
0: yeah, we'll make sure to keep on. asking for him. It's not yeah. like we don't ask to talk to yeah. Kenny Bunny, but you know, we would love to talk to him. Just because let him know
1: the invitation is out.
0: Five questions. We'll give you a two hour podcast yes. and, episode and,
1: so. let, and let me let me tell you we're gonna love the two hours like you know not to call them uh any names or anything but we are nerds just like him when it comes to you know most of us you know some of the guys Dustin joey they're a little bit more nerdy because you know they'll, they'll pull out <laughs> graphs and charts and you know just you know slideshows and powerpoints me and rudy we're more you know we i'd we be, like to be fascinated we, i'd be yeah, like a we like kid, to listen and like, watch awesome uh, But but I mean yeah, what Kenny Bundy brings to the table, not only in the tactical side but like also like in the personal side of things, uh, I think he's he's a great you know person to have in that second team to kind of build up players not only in the field but outside and give them the confidence that they could move up, you know, and and you know I think these two guys are you know coming in from the draft they couldn't have. Got a you know a, a per a more perfect uh, coach to kind of you know push him, give him the first push into the Houston Dynamo world. So and then open invitation to those guys. We should have them on on the podcast as well.
0: Yeah, for sure. And uh, one thing I was gonna say about Ben or Kenny Bundy. I mean, I mean, teams are gonna maybe pick him up. You know what I mean? Like it, it's crazy, yeah. bro. Because there's um like I was trying to think of the guy's name, and I'm blanking on the guy's name now. But because I don't can't remember if we recorded before or after he got picked up, but one of the assistants, uh, Brendan, what's his name? Burke? Yeah, Brendan Burke. I was trying to see the date just to make sure. I'm... Oh yeah, we we didn't talk about it. He got picked yeah, up December twelfth. So, you know, somebody like him, he he came for a year. He was the Kenny's or no, sorry, not Kenny Bundy, I mean, Ben Olsen's like number one assistant. And the dude got a nice gig in the USL. know, he became the head coach slash general manager for the Hartford Athletic. Sorry, mm. Tom Ramos. Somebody came in <laughs> and Tom Ramos was the coach. He got let go. And then you had another Dynamo player or Dynamo coach, yeah. Dynamo, Dynamo staff take over. So, you know, I think Brendan Burke's going to be missed. It looked like he was a genius when it came to set pieces, all those beautiful set pieces that we saw uh in 2023 so we'll kind of see what what that looks like in 2024 but yeah i mean kenny bundy's a super talented coach uh he's a player you know a, a player's coach he uh he likes to get to know his players he he's really involved with them um they're his kids man and who doesn't like to play with you know for a coach that really cares about them so um kenny it's one of those men. If you if he's not taken care of, I mean he already wasn't in room for a little bit in the MLS. And I'm sure you know you're gonna be hungry to keep yeah, being the sure. head coach in a first team, man.
1: And also just to kind of throw some uh, Dynamo Dose information out there, there was a rumor, I don't think it's been confirmed hundred percent, about this kid Exxon, mm. uh from Honduras, if I'm not mistaken. Uh he was uh, rumored.
0: I, yeah, I think I think he was rumored, and I think when Glenn Davis had had onset and Van Olsen, I believe they kind of confirmed that he was okay. Well, there we gonna go. Going to be signed for Dynamo Two.
1: That's so, I mean that you know yeah. the way that I see it, obviously, is every Dynamo Two player is a potential, you know, uh, it's first a potential team first yeah. team player. So that's the way that I think we have to see it. And I mean that is the way that we have to see it. Honestly, yeah. that's there's no other way around it, right? <laughs> uh, some 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 won't won't pan out, and they're gonna find their way, you know, out uh, through through the side door. But you know, it's just the way that the business works, you know, in a way. For sure. But I mean, I'm excited because of that too. I mean, a young kid, I think he was what 19, 20 years old. Mm-hmm. You know, we we do have history with with Honduras, but you know, being bringing in potential players that could you know pan out in the future. I think it's, it's a great uh, philosophy of, of the way to do things, you know, going forward.
0: Yeah, for sure, man. I think I think you're absolutely right on that. Um, it's one of those that uh, just the idea is to build on the roster uh, through your academy. Yeah. And it's something that Dynamo have really not done well. Uh, I mean, you saw how many homegrowns have left, you know, whether it be Palomino, Danny Rios, um, Avila, if you want to count him. Mujib Marana. There's yeah. just so many guys that don't really, and I don't think it's fair to say that they don't get a shot. I think they do get a shot, but they're just maybe not ready for that step in MLS. And, yeah. you know, I think it, it says a lot when you can't, when you have this many guys so-called homegrown that just can't really break through and you have other academies they do the opposite, you know, whether it be Columbus Crew, you know, they do that. They have a couple of players that stick around. You have players, obviously, from Philadelphia Union do a hell of a job there, too. And so it can be done. It's going to be a long time, I think, before the Dynamo can do that. But hopefully, in our lifetime, you know, we get some homegrowns that actually stick around and mm-hmm. you can say, like, hey, you know, I covered this guy in Dynamo 2 and look at him now. You know, he's. You know, the top score for the dynamo in 2032. I, I don't know. Yeah. But it, it'd be nice, man. <laughs> it'd be yeah. nice.
1: But I mean it it also it also goes, you know, to talent selection. I mean, sure. it goes hand in hand. You know, you can't just just because they're in dynamo, those expect them to have minutes and you know, in the first team. They they're gonna have to compete and they're gonna have to beat out whoever's playing in that position. And nine times out of ten, the person that is playing in that position has been brought in to specifically play that role. So it's not like you know you're gonna have it easy. As a homegrown, if anything, you have it even harder because you know, you know, some people are going to be picked, you know, for that specific role. I mean, for example, Steve Clark, he was brought in to be a pillar in that team. Right. So if you're Xavier, you know, uh, yes, you're probably you're gonna be the backup. But, you know, just know that it's going to be extra hard because if something happens to him, you're not going to become just the number one off you know off the bat. They're probably going to try to bring in another number one. Right. So the competition is always going to be there. I mean, that's kind of what happened to yeah. the floor in a way. And
0: uh, and obviously in between Clark and Sabre this perfect example is a veteran player like Andrew Tarbell that, you know, yeah. that he was given the full confidence to be the goalkeeper for that short tournament in the U S open cup, the dude balled out, you know, had fantastic, um, showings and, and won a championship that obviously right. at the end of the day is going to make it into your, uh, trophy case, man. So of yeah, very important. And yeah, you're right about the floor, you know, seeing some of those guys that there's a lot of potential, but they just, it, it was going to be unfair, Um, to keep him because of how many other players are, you know, with big contracts are a part of the team. So he wasn't going to be happy and seeing him going to a Philadelphia union, going back to the fucking Academy. Right. (laughs) 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 It's just like, Oh my God, really? They just like the rich get richer, man. So in a way, I mean, I I hope that LaFleur, you know, kills it over there. I hope the dude gets playing time and uh, we get to see him. Um, as a fan the dude was re- i mean apart from being a great player the few times i was able to talk to him really nice guy you know he has his uh he he knows exactly what to do with the career that he's in and so uh, you, you, for those type of people you want nothing but success for them so again sure. hopefully that happens but again it really oh, i just hurts seeing a guy, he walked, he was nothing, right? He didn't, the Dynamo got nothing out of that, man. It's like yeah, he just went, got himself a new contract, and it's like, dang, that, that sucks. That sucks. Yeah. Um, but Christian, let's finish it off, man. We're almost there. Let's just, the 2024 season or for the Dynamo, the schedule, I mean, is was released as well, and the times of our last recording. Um, whenever Rodrigo gets back, we need to go and do another (laughs) uh, walkthrough of what we think it's going to be and kind of where the points are. See if the crazy guy that picked them to be number four with the exact same points, which was Rodrigo. I said four too, when we did it, but um, it just funny enough, man, that that that's just how it ended, but we'll do that. I mean, there's plenty of time still. We have about a month and a half before everything just kind of takes off. So we'll have, a good amount of episodes before that, but I did wanted to p- pick point Christian and maybe get your thoughts on five of the games that you know will mark you know pencil in the very first one we already know the home opener again February twenty fourth Saturday again supporting Kansas City not not too much on that Uh then I, and I'm going based of the article that I think Dustin wrote a while yep. back, um, but then you also have. June fifteen, Atlanta United, man. That should be a good one in Atlanta. <laughs> yeah,
1: <sure. laughs> the microphone got disconnected, but we should be back. No, you're good. You're good. Uh no, yeah. Atlanta you said at Atlanta United. At Atlanta, yep. Yeah, that that's gonna be a tough game. I mean, they have a heck of a heck of a squad. I mean, I'm sure they're gonna just keep building. You think
0: up. uh Tiago Almada's still
1: there? Prob. I mean Summer. I think he's still there. He might well, be. Well, actually, be a that's summer. around
0: the uh, Copa America, so I think yeah. there's games happening during Copa America, so he may not be there if Argentina picks him up too.
1: Yeah, he, he'll probably. It. Yeah, he'll be he'll be playing in Copa America for sure. Yeah. Um, I mean he's he's projected to be one of the the newer talents in in the Argentine national team, especially now with the World Cup. A lot of the older guys are kind of retiring. Yeah. So it's it, it's time for the newer guys to come in, and Diego Almada is hanged. Is ranked really high in you know in the eyes of Argentinians right now. Mm-hmm. So even though he's an MLS player, because you know a lot of people are like they still look down upon the MLS. Uh, but for him being an MLS guy, he was already, you know, being looked well when he was back in Argentina in Velez. Right. But you know, still he's still killing it here. And and funny enough, watching Newcastle Liverpool, we saw yeah. Almiron. Yes, who who literally went from you know, playing MLS. He went from to La News,
0: to MLS to uh,
1: yeah, Champions League. Yeah, well, I mean, to to a Newcastle that was mid table, right? And then now Newcastle is playing Champions League. I mean, a little bit of money helps, but Atlanta United has it's it, a tight, so, bro. Know,
0: just a couple mil, just just a few, bucks. just a couple you know bills, yeah, billions.
1: You know, just just a little a little a little extra chump change. Um, <laughs> but I I mean, yeah, Atlanta is always going to be tough. Uh, it's one of the best teams in the East. So especially in that stadium, and there's gonna be a turf field. I mean, there's there's a bunch of stuff stacked against us, but depending on how the team goes into the summer, I think we we could do we could be some trouble for them.
0: Yeah, that, that should be a fun game just because I don't. Yeah. I think the stadium that the Dynamo haven't played in in a like a year or two, so it should it should be a fun one. Another big one, uh, to me and to the search man. The search voted to go into the strip June twenty second at DC United. They do Ooh. that they Ben Olsen returns home, man. The prodigal child there, man.
1: Yeah, and I mean kind of the same thing, right? DC United. Uh also, isn't what's his face? Uh went back to DC United. Who did uh, Bruce Bruce Arena?
0: Uh I don't think they Who have did? well, I don't think they have I don't to coach know. it. I'll look Let it up right it now, me. but I don't but, think they do.
1: But I mean, DC is always tough, you know. DC is always DC. You know, you can right. can be terrible. But at D you know, DC, it's always one of those scrappy games, I feel. Is it, I think it's just part of their history, right? Like you can't over
0: Yeah, I mean they've won like what four championships. Yeah, you know, and they're it's one of those
1: it's one of those teams that yeah. their like their name kinda requires you to to respect them. I think it's one of the few MLS teams that their history still kind of keeps them up in a way. Yeah. No matter how terrible they can be, right? Yeah i agree i don't
0: know I maybe maybe that. that's my opinion but no 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 I, i'm with you on that that sounds right um they're just historically a very good team they have yeah. not been great you know in the um, last 10 well not pro- honestly which is that to say because it was mostly during ben olsen's time yeah this, yeah He's i think he, he won like one or two <laughs> u.s open cups and uh he won them as a coach. I mean, sorry, as a player, he won the titles, yeah. but not as a, as a coach. So, D.C. United is just not in the best of places, but yeah, you can't really count them out for sure. You know, they're, they're just a, a tough team to play against. So, that's uh, the third one. And then, July 7 at, no, sorry, at home against LAFC. The, I think that's the first matchup against LAFC. We know what LAFC did. You know, they ended mm-hmm. up cutting the season short for making it to the MLS Cup for the Dynamo man. So, you know, they are going to have some good players. They just sound Hugo Joris, you know, no yeah. Giorgio Cellini anymore, but they got themselves another, or well, a uh, World Cup winner um, to be take over as goalkeeper. So it should be a fun game. And we don't know nothing about Charlie Bella or Charlie Bedla, Charlie, Charlie. Charlie, Charlie Candle, man, um, Carlos Bella. Will he be there, will he not be there? That LAFC matchup is just so annoying nowadays, Christian.
1: Yeah, yeah, and anything, anything against LA, either team in LA, it's usually scrappy too. So, yeah, we'll see. It's, it's always fun to play with them, it's always fun to beat them too.
0: <laughs> and talking about the other one, we get the uh last game of the season at home against LA Galaxy. So, LA Galaxy was also trying to just come back from the dead man at this point they've also had a lot of issues with their general manager with their coaching with their players uh no more chicharito here i believe ricky Pug is the only one or the only dp left Those who got rid of uh uh costa so um i'm sure la man la galaxy big team you know one of those kind of like DC United. I mean, you know, they've won a lot of championships. They beat they've had the Dynamo's number in big games as well, so would not be surprised if they have two massive DP's for that game, you know, by the end of October. So Yeah, those are
1: their, their Matt Jordan era. <laughs> so yeah. I think now they're like re- in rebuild mode, but the good thing about them is that they have money, right? So and, and they're a flashy city, they're a flashy team. You know, they they kind of have that name behind them. They have that Beckham, you know, flare still kind of in the air, you know, the sparkles. Yeah. You know, who doesn't love Hollywood and, you know, being <laughs> a TV star, movie star? So it's a lot easier for them to pick up players. So I think, you know, maybe in the next few years we're going to see LAFC, LA Galaxy come back as well. But it's always fun to, to play them in the last game. You know, we we destroyed dreams and aspirations before. So hopefully oh, yeah. we're on the same boat this time around.
0: Hopefully that is the case, man. And, and I, I, you're right, man. I think when uh, LA Galaxy is doing well, the league is doing really well. You know, I think they're just a historic team. If if people don't know MLS or they can't really tell you any other team, they probably would tell you LA Galaxy. Just because of the t- players that have been through it. Obviously, David Beckham, Zlatan, Stevie Gerrard. I mean, they've had some big names come through. So Huge. they're for sure a worldwide recognized brand, uh, LA Galaxy is. And that's kind of where we want the Houston Dynamo to become eventually. Um, sure. but, you know, that is kid, And then just to finish up, obviously, we got a bunch of, of those Texas rivalry matches uh the Dynamo would be playing Austin three times again wow. uh in 2024. They'll play them April 20th, uh May 15th and September 21st. September 21st is in Austin on a Saturday. May go to that game Christian. May go to that game if you if you want to maybe do a little trip, man. I September think I think 21st. we're gonna do
1: a, a BCS road trip on that
0: one, huh? Yeah, we'll probably do a road trip on that one. We'll get Dustin to go as well. And then uh FC Dallas, they'll be playing April twenty seventh in Dallas and May 18th in that or sorry, again at home at at home at Show Energy <laughs> Stadium versus Dallas. And uh that's kind of crazy that they're pretty damn close early in the yeah. year, so interesting interesting so we quickly we'll find out who wins that texas derby you know not even the summer and if you know the dynamo have leaks cup us Open cup is still kind of the jury's out on whether the uh, first team will play or if houston Two will play but at this point one of the dynamo teams will play on right. that and of course we already mentioned the champions cup so it's gonna be busy dude it's gonna be really busy um anything else you want to touch on before we shut it down
1: no, no man I mean thank you thank you again for a great 2023 and freaking excited to what 2024 is gonna have man super excited
0: yeah no yeah, it's definitely excited oh and uh we did give a bunch of giveaways uh at the end of the year I believe out of the three I already gave two I'm missing one uh trying to figure out how we can get it to you I think his name was Nubian that sounds Mm -hmm. right maybe on Twitter anyways you know who you are man if you listen uh reach out we'll try to get that to you um and and that's it man I'm excited for 2024 should be a pretty good season for us man so keep an eye out and uh Christian tell the people how they can connect with us
1: Yes, sir. You can always find us at You That's where the website is. You can find all the articles, everything there. Um, Don't forget, go to the YouTube channel. You can also find the podcast, Crossing Soccer Borders is coming back. So go check that out. Whenever it does come out, uh, at Soccer and all social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. You can find Rudy at RudySegura3. You can find Rodrigo at RodrigoSegura01. Right? Yeah. And you can find me at Chris Putalias, uh, don't, and then you know you can hit up Dustin at you know Dustin Richardson or just at the Twitter handle there on um Bike City Soccer. We're trying to get to the two thousands on Twitter, so we're help closed. us out. We're close. Share it.
0: Retweet it, you know, we're, man. We're, we're
1: right there. So you know, help us out. Also, you know, thank you f- because that was the first year that Bike City Soccer came into existence, and honestly, we we've been kind of breaking records in a way, right? Yeah. So. Yeah, go to to the website, man. Help us out there. If you want to buy us a coffee, you know, hit us up. There's a link there. Get some merch for yourself. Represent the city. Represent, you know, everything that we represent. And, yeah, man, just check out Ugly Guppy. Check out Vote League. Check out everybody that kind of help us, you know, go and move forward and keep connecting and bringing you all the soccer information of the city, man. So, yeah, at BayouCitySoccer.net.
0: Yeah, man, super excited to get it going but like always and like always rodrigo says thank you for your support Houston soccer fans don't forget to hold it down and keep it forever orange let's go baby Stop!
1: Stop!